All right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. Well, let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an unfair resource. With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right, he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to episode 31 of the BFB podcast. I am your host, Charlie Chase. Uh, My friend and dear colleague, Flex, still on vacation, that slacker, but uh, not to worry. Riding shotgun again is my boy, my best friend, my man, Jeff, ready to bring the heat again. Welcome back to the show, Jeffrey. Week two for me, baby. Let's go. Week two. You ready to go? How you been, man? I'm good, man. Your, Your week was good? It's been a long week. Yeah, um, Halloween. How did Halloween treat you? Actually, pretty dope. It was really chill. Me yeah. and my girl. Um, you know, we wanted to get into the Halloween festive mood. Yeah, the so spirit. We decided to stay home. <laughs> that's, that's one way to get into it. <laughs> Not dress up and watch a, uh, a horror movie. We watched um, uh, what is it called? The Shining for the very first time. Oh, I had never seen that before. Jack Nicholson. Crazy. Cl- classic. Crazy. Yeah, I yeah. can't believe I'm 35 years old and I've never seen this movie before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one where he's, um, there's that iconic shot of him in the doorway. Yeah. Yeah. Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. That's, that's awesome, awesome flick. Are you like into that the genre? Do you like horror movies? No, not really, but we, uh, my lady and I, we just finished watching uh, American Horror Story season uh, one. Okay, haunted okay. house yeah that's the the haunted house one yeah and you, were you we, a fan big time we got into it yeah uh, my girl loves bit. that show it's dope loves that it's show dope. so i've seen season one and personally i saw season two the asylum yeah a, a couple years a few years back yeah yeah sick also that yeah. that th- that season was outrageous yeah and season one I think may have even beat it. It was super dope. Yeah, yeah. I liked it a season lot. Season one was good, and then kind of season two, kind of like I was like, ah, I'm kind of over this because uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of the yeah. genre. Yeah. But my girl just loves it. Like the horror she movies. horror. She'll watch every mm-hmm. single horror movie that comes out. Insidious fourteen, whatever. Scream yeah. twenty seven. <laughs> she'll watch all of them. Um, all the uh, all the shows. There's actually a good um, good horror show on Netflix right now. It's the haunting of. Um, yeah. Hill House or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's. I haven't seen it. I, I. Every time I turn on Netflix, it's. Yeah, it's. it's, it's I think right it's now. the most trending one on Netflix yeah. as of now, and that that's a pretty good one. That looks like a knockoff of. Um, I'm not saying it's a knockoff. It just yeah. reminds me of the the uh, American Horror Story Haunted House, just because I just watched. Right, it. right, but, right, right. But so we also last night actually just because we're in this mode, mm-hmm. I guess if you will, uh, we just watched the movie Seven. Okay. For the very first time also. Yeah, yeah, I've never yeah. seen that. Yeah, I, I saw that a while back. That was that, a good, good flick also. The movie was dope. Yeah, yeah. Super dope. Yeah, there's um, there's a new show. Um, it's not really horror, but it's I guess it's kind of sci-fi drama that we started on NBC, uh, Manifest. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. I've never even heard you gotta of it. got to give that a shot. It's, yeah. about, um, it's about this flight that it, it takes off, mm. and then it disappears for five years, and it lands, um, and then the people, but the people haven't aged the day and they've all been presumed dead right for five years right it's kind of it's really creative and the writing's been good and it's not one of those shows that you know is slow they get right into it right right away i actually have heard of that yeah right? and then some of the people have remarried yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's it's really dope it's a yeah. dope show so far cool yeah I'll so check give, it out. give that a give that a look um so what else is going on have you have you been following basketball at all a little bit, yeah. A little bit, not a whole lot, but a little bit. I know that um, you know the Warriors are off to a oh my you know, god, they're you know their uh, regularly scheduled program. Yeah, uh, start Steph Curry uh, Steph playing at an MVP points. level, and then Clay the other night. Yeah, yeah, but well, they both did. They both did. I think a Clay. Um, I'm sorry, Steph put up like 51 a week ago. Yeah, and then Clay with 14 trays. Yeah. This week, outrageous. Un- unbelievable, outrageous. And then, Not to uh, mention they have, you know, probably a defensive player of the year in, in Draymond Green, and yeah. probably one of the second, third best players in the league in, in KD. Just an embarrassment of riches with the Warriors. S- silly. I I can't wait for them to 
uh, win another championship. So hopefully this entire uh, dynasty can just come falling apart. I hate the Warriors. I can't stand them. I just do not like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, (laughs) Draymond. Go go on your rant. All of them. I'm a LeBron fan, of course. And because I'm a LeBron fan, naturally I'm going to dislike these guys. I know uh, Flex is anti-LeBron. He's anti-LeBron for sure. Um, And for everyone that's anti-LeBron, I'm anti Steph, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Is he the uh, is he the is he the uh, I don't know how to explain it, but is he the is it are you either a Steph fan or a LeBron fan or can you be neither? Yeah, exactly. Well, I think I think a lot of millennials are are Steph fans if mm-hmm. I had to pick. Mm-hmm. Cuz I mean, look, I mean they they've dominated the last 4 or 5 years in the league and you know what? He he's related like he looks like a normal dude, you right. know what I mean? Like he's you know he's he's not really that big. He his game is not above the rim, right? But just shoot the lights out, yeah. man. It's, I mean, look as far as shooters go, he's up there with the all time greats. Up there, I think he's probably the, the best, the right? Like, go. who do you who, who's a who better put there? who's a better shooter than him? Right? Yeah, may, maybe Ray Allen, but I, I don't even think it's I don't no. even think it's close. No, me neither. Like within that. once that guy passes half court, right? He's a threat to take up a sh- to take a shot. That's uh, and the, that's the, obnoxious. That's right. crazy. And the game's not never been played like that. Right. Only within like the last couple of years, right. you know. So, yeah. just an embarrassment of riches in Golden State. But like you said, you know that that you know that core may not be together for much longer. Right. So let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Who I know Milwaukee's off to a great start. They had a big game last yeah, night against the Boston. Greek freak. Right. That that kid's that unnatural. unbelievable. Who? What is your? Uh, What's your what's your finals prediction? Um, Not I mean, that that's super difficult to predict, I guess. But I'm gonna say I think that Milwaukee will give Boston a run, mm-hmm. as will Toronto, because mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard's you know got them boys playing well, yeah, uh, up north. But at the end of it, I think it's still gonna be the Warriors and Boston. Do you do you so, think anyone, Boston has just way too much depth? They're they're a good team, yeah, and they're coached really well, right? Mm-hmm. Is there anyone in the West that's going to challenge Golden State at all because last year mm-hmm. Houston did Houston, Houston should have beat him they should have now you throw Carmelo Anthony in the mix mm-hmm. and he I mean he's Carmelo Anthony is not a guy that you want on your basketball team yeah I'm a firm believer in that I know I might be the minority in in that sort of I don't, I don't think you are I don't think you are but he uh he's a guy that just will take your uh chemistry and fuck it all up yeah that's what he does uh, absolutely and the thing is like you know the way his game is is you know the way his game is played is that he demands the ball like he needs the ball to be effective right. and on top of that he really flourishes shooting that you know, 18-foot jump shot, 15 to 18-footer, and that's not the way the game is played anymore. Right. By, you know, we spoke a little bit about analytics last week, but the analytics crowd in basketball now thinks that that's a really inefficient shot because right. if you're going to shoot an 18-footer, you might as well shoot a three. Uh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So now the game is either, like, in the paint or, you know, like the Warriors have shown us, once you pass half court, you know, put up the uh, the, the three-point shot. Basically, the mid-range shot is, is, is dead. Is dead. You know, and and you you see it around the league. Yeah. Um. So it's um. I I think that Houston could challenge them a bit, but mm-hmm. I really don't think that Houston's better than they were last year because they lost Trevor Ariza, who was a solid defender, right? Um. And replaced them with Carmelo Anthony, which we all know defense has never been his strong suit. Not so much. So I I just don't see anyone beating the Warriors in in seven games. Yeah. You know, with basketball. The best team usually always wins in a seven-game series, right? And I just don't see anyone beating them seven games, right? What do you make of Derrick Rose's fifty-plus oh, fifty-point game the other God, night? Is he Jeff. is he is he uh, going to resurrect himself, uh, or was that just an anomaly? At at this point in his career, I I wish the answer to that question was yes because. That was something special to see the other night. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know that you've watched ball for a while, but do you remember Derrick Rose in 2011? Certainly. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable talent. and That was his MVP year. That right? was his MVP yeah, yeah. year, yeah. Um, and just derailed because of injury. Mm-hmm. But just, you know, the way he played the game was just something to watch. He, You know what I compare it to? He was like Barry Sanders on a basketball court. Yeah. Like the way he changed direction, yeah, that, sure. that, that hesitation, stop, start. And just to see what he did the other night, I literally like was glued to the TV. I got um, the NBA pass for the first couple of weeks of the season. Uh-huh. Dude, I was glued to the TV watching that game. Sick. Like, j- just the guy put on a performance. And then, 
you know, afterwards he just showed all that emotion yeah. because of everything that he's been through. Yeah, that's the only thing that I saw of the game. I didn't watch the game at all. Oh no, he looked he looked I good, man. He looked good. He looked like 2011 D Rose. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so that that was that was good to see on Halloween night. Yeah, I know, you know my so. I know my friends in Minneapolis are excited uh, uh, yeah. that that took place. Right now, but to answer your question, can he do that on a night in night out basis? You know, given his injury history and you know now he, you know he's thirty. Right. Um, I don't see him being able to do that. What I will say is that he may be in the um, conversation for Sixth Man of the Year. Okay, because he's going to be coming off the bench. Nice. You know, so so we'll see. But a lot of you know, basketball is very exciting. A lot of scoring, uh, tons of scoring, a lot of overs. What's uh, what's your take on the Nets? Uh, I mean, look, they're gonna they're gonna have some money to throw around this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not, you know, I don't think they're gonna make much noise this year. Mm-hmm. But let's see. I mean, there's talks about them, you know, going after Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's gonna happen. Maybe you made it. You make a run at KD. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna be able to sign two max players. Problem is that nobody wants to go to Brooklyn. Right, right. You know, they're. Uh, you know, I don't. I, again, I haven't been paying too much attention to mm. to ball uh, all season long, or all season. It's only been a few weeks, but uh, they seem like a scrappy team. Yeah. No, I mean they got some players. I mean, you know, Ru- Russell's a decent point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have um, uh, the shooting guard Dwyer. He's a scrapper. Um, Jared Allen at center. He's he's a scrapper. Um, Chris Levert. You know, at the two guard position, he mm-hmm. actually could could play a stretch three. Mm-hmm. So they got they got some pieces, but again, I mean, look, you're you're gonna need you know a couple of superstars to come there for them to make some noise. Right. And, you know, for the past couple of years, it hasn't been the most easy sell. Right. You know, even Jay couldn't convince LeBron to come to Brooklyn. You know, so <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, um, man. We'll see who gets back to respectability first, the the Knicks or the Nets. I uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say that it'll be the Nets purely because the Knicks because. Can't just do anything, right? They just, they, they just can't do anything. Right. <laughs> Thanks to their ownership, of yeah, course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so um, we're going to get into the preview uh, segment of the show. But before I do that, just some housekeeping notes to um, to make the Bureau aware of. The Saquon Barkley autographed football jersey is still up for grab, guys. So remember, the way you enter the contest to win the uh, football is just to leave a comment on one of our social media um, platforms, whether it be on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, remember, on Instagram, we are at uh, BFB Podcast, and on Twitter, we are at Podcast BFB. Uh, wasn't my idea, it's just the way it worked out. But leave a comment, leave a like, um, and enter yourself uh, a chance to win that Saquon Barkley autographed jersey. Uh, so now that we got the housekeeping out of the way, Jeffrey J, are you ready to uh, to get into week nine? Let's do it, man. All right, let's do it. So you got the first game on the docket, right? I do. We've got the Bears at the Bills. Bears at the Bills. Talk to me. The line is 10. The total is 37 and a half. That's the lowest total of the year. Of the year? Of the year. Wow. Um, which means that this is likely going to be, and and, and mind you, the Bears are favored by 10. So Mm -hmm. I would imagine that this is going to be a uh, uh, low-scoring game that is dominated by the Bears. The Bills are putting nobody out there on the Mm -hmm. field. Uh, What are they doing right now at quarterback? Right. There's anyone's... they might be picking up uh, Tommy from uh, from from you know the the local high school. Oh yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I, was about, I think I thought you was about to say uh, Tommy from Power. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the show. <laughs> but, yeah. um, I expect a game that's going to be around twenty to six ish, twenty one six, low scoring for uh, for Buffalo. A lot of people might think that Buffalo may keep some kind of keep this game somewhat close because of what they did against New England mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday night, or was it Monday night? Uh, Monday night. Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I don't think that that is going to happen at all this week. Uh, the the Bills are just simply a bad football team. I wouldn't be playing I wouldn't play anyone this week whether that's in daily uh, or in seasonal with a Bills jersey on. I'd certainly play the Bills defense. I think they're going to be uh, 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 they're going to be they're going to be pretty dominant this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as uh, uh, the Bills starters are concerned, I expect a uh, a decent game from Howard 
Uh, I think they're going to be running the ball pretty uh, uh, for the, pretty for often. Bear starters, uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think uh, I think they're going to run the ball quite a bit on Sunday. They're going to control the game. They're mm-hmm. going to slow it down quite a bit, and uh, and they're going to dominate the uh, the game on the ground. Yeah, um, game script definitely favors Jordan Ho- Howard c- for sure, one hundred percent. I think he's uh, I think he's a great starter, and uh, Trubisky. I wouldn't even mind starting him. I think if you uh, you know if you need. A, uh, if you need a guy off of the bench or or mm-hmm. uh, a streamer, guess, a, a streamer, yeah, because your uh, your starter is out with uh, with a buy, mm-hmm. he could be a good look. I think he'll you know put up anywhere from 190 to 270 yards, mm-hmm. uh, depending on how the game goes. Yeah, uh, and he's got upside on the ground as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I agree. I think uh, he could be an interesting matchup. But overall, I think it's kind of an ugly game. Yeah, he's I agree. played in Buffalo. I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but I don't think that's going to be much of a, 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 a much of a factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look for a low-scoring game. Um, the Bears pull it out. That's my official pick of the week. So you're going with the Bears? Bears. Bears, Bears heavy. All right. I'm going with the Bears as well. Uh, all right. So moving on to the next game, we got the uh, division rival game, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. These these games are always uh, fun to watch. Uh, both teams love to beat each other up. The Ravens are a two-and-a-half home uh, home favorite uh, with a 47-and-a-half point total. So on the uh, on the Ravens' side of the ball, um, I like Joe Flacco here. Like The Steelers are ranked 23 in DVOA against the pass. Um, so he's not a bad streaming option. I also like him for tournaments and daily because um, he's $400 more than Fitzpatrick, which looks like he's going to be one of the most popular quarterbacks in daily this week. Uh, Fitzpatrick is at uh, 7100 and um, Joe Flacco is at 75 So a lot of people just go down to Fitzpatrick. So I like him in daily as well. Now, as far as the, uh, the, the run game for the Ravens, um, Alex Collins is coming off a subpar game in which he, he touched the ball only 13 times. He did score, but he also had a red zone fumble. And now he gets a, a matchup against the Pittsburgh defense who's been good at stopping the run. So I'm not, I'm not big on Collins or that Ravens um, running attack this week. Now, as far as the patch ca- pass catchers go, that's a completely different story. Pittsburgh has struggled to defend the uh, the pass this week. I'm sorry, this year. So, um, I mean, look, Crabtree has been a little underwhelming this year. He's been targeted uh, about 70 times, but he really hasn't done much. The target here for me is going to be John Brown, who the last time played the Steelers, torched them for 116 yards and a touchdown. Uh, also, you may want to look at Willie Sneed here um, as a low-end flex play and not a bad option in daily to pair him with Flacco uh, just on volume alone. He's going to of targets. So, um, you know, I do like some of the Ravens pass catchers here. Now, on the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh side of the ball, um, Big Ben's road splits have been well documented. I mean, the guy just can't get it together away from Heinz Field. So, you know, given that it's a division matchup, um, I would stay away from Big Ben. I mean, if you do have him in seasonal, maybe you'll, you'll look elsewhere this week because it's not the greatest matchup for him. Um, and in daily, um, it to- complete stay away from me. Now, uh, James Conner, I mean, look, has he been the first half story this this year. It's one of the best stories in the league so far this year. He's putting up silly numbers, uh, uh, crazy numbers. Um, but now he does get a matchup against you know one of the best rundies in the league. So I mean, look in seasonal, you are going to start him. But the Ravens defense is only averaging or giving up an average of three and a half yards per carry, one of the lowest averages in the league. So I'm not going to have a lot of exposure to him in daily. Now, as far as the, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers patch, pass catchers go, uh, it is a tough matchup for Antonio Brown, but I mean, look, the guy, um, you know, he's matchup proof at this point. One of the most elite receivers in the league. He scored in six of the last seven games. So you're playing him. And I actually don't mind him in daily because he's going to be super low owned. So anytime that you could get one of the best talents in the game at low ownership, sub 10%, I'm in all day. So I'm, if I'm putting in 150 lineups, I'll have my fair share of exposure to Antonio Brown. Uh, Juju is going to be a little bit of a stay away from me this week in daily. I think his price is getting to a point where you could look elsewhere. Um, and that's about it in the uh, Steelers passing game. So I think this is going to be a beat up game. I mean, these games are always come down to the wire between these two. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Ravens. I'm going to go with the home team. What's your, what's your uh, score prediction? I think it's going to be like a 24-20 score. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty... Uh, 24-20. I was thinking 21-17, something, yeah, along, those something along those lines. I'm taking the Ravens too, man. I think uh, I think they're due for a big bounce-back game from uh, an embarrassment that uh, 
uh, an embarrassing game last week, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they're in kind of a, a must-win scenario. You know, yeah, they're yeah. one of the best teams in the NFL, but they need to win. They need a W this week. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, we're gonna. I'm going with the Ravens as well. Cool. All right, you got the next game. Next game, Chiefs Browns. The yeah. Chiefs are favored by eight and a half. The total is fifty-two. Hugh Jackson is out. Todd Haley is out. Yeah. The mess in Cleveland will continue. Yeah. Did you agree with that? Like, did you think that he was just made the scapegoat, or was it the right football move? I think it was the right football move. I think I heard somebody, um, I I saw it on Twitter, uh, an anonymous player uh, uh, went ahead and compared Hugh Jackson to – uh, uh, the main character of The Office, uh, Michael J. Scott. What, I think that's his name, Michael mm-hmm. Scott, in uh, in The Office. I've listened to Hugh Jackson speak for the last few years, two to three years. I remember originally seeing him on um, on Hard Knocks when mm-hmm. he was a defensive coordinator, I believe, for uh, for Cleveland. And uh, and I've and I've watched this guy uh, uh, speak. In front or with the press, and 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 address an embarrassing uh, effort over the last couple of years with mm-hmm. the Cleveland uh, with the Cleveland Browns. And I said, I don't. How do I say this uh, uh, politely? I think he's an idiot. I don't think okay. he, I don't think he's very smart. Polite enough, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, I think he's pretty. <laughs> I think he's pretty stupid. Yeah, he comes and, he comes off as a little like. Soft, soft. You, yes, you absolutely. know what I mean. Like not seems like a nice guy, right? But just not like a leader of men. No, nah, not at all. You know, not so at all. the same. I feel the same exact way about Jason Garrett. Yeah, I, you know. Yeah, I don't. Just, I wouldn't disagree with you, you know, there. I think he, they're they're very similar in that sense. But Hugh Jackson, I think he's a mess. I think the entire organization and the team is a mess across the board. So it's tough to uh, sort of turn that around. You can't just expect one guy to come in and turn that around. Todd Haley has had problems no matter where he's gone over the last half decade or so. Mm -hmm. Uh, Regardless, the only way I can see Cleveland being competitive is if Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson follow Denver's lead and run the ball. Control the clock, keep the Chiefs' offense off the field, but I just simply don't see that happening. Uh, Chubb will get anywhere from 12 to 18 carries, expect 60 to 80 yards, uh, perhaps a TD. The Kansas City rush defense ranks 23rd in the league. Mm-hmm. It's, it, I just don't think it's going to be pretty for the Browns. Uh, the Chiefs will end up, excuse me, the, the, the Chiefs will get off to a, uh, a, a quick lead in this game. Uh, so expect Baker Mayfield also to have to throw the ball quite a bit to try to stay competitive. Um, if if you need to start someone, he could be an option just mm-hmm. based on how many yards he uh, uh, he's positioned to get because yeah. of the pass attempts that he'll need to make. Right, right. In to, order to keep to stay it close, the game script. Yeah, exactly, absolutely, exactly. Uh, but expect thirty to forty points this week from the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Their offense will light it up as they've done all year long. Uh, if you own a Chief, whether that's Mahomes, um, uh, uh, Kareem Hunt. Um, uh, Sammy Watkins, yeah. uh, Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey, Priest start, Holmes, uh, pre- get, get them, get them all in the lineup. I'm, start, I'm starting them all. <laughs> starting them all. Um, uh, as far as uh, as far as Cleveland is concerned, you might want to consider a, uh, a, a Nick Chubb as a yeah. As I a like starter. Chubb this week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but other than him, if you have Jarvis Landry in your lineup, or excuse me, on uh, on your squad, you're starting him. Same yeah. thing with uh, uh, I always just. Screw up this guy's name. The the tight end. Uh, oh, David Njoku. Njoku. Yeah. Um, I actually have him thanks to you. <laughs> you, you, you uh, My suggestion. You, yeah, you advised me to pick him up, and he uh, he uh, he came through for a couple of weeks, and then gave me a big fat donut last week. But <laughs> um, regardless, I'm taking the Chiefs in a doozy. I think the Chiefs uh, uh, blow out the Browns. Look for I don't know. I'm going to say 38 to 14. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you, Jay. I'm taking the Chiefs as well. <clears throat> All right, so moving on. Detroit traveling to Jeff's Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Vikings are a five-point home favorite, a healthy projected 49-point game total, and I actually think that total is a little low. I expect a lot of points on this game. Yeah, me too. In, in this game, I should say, rather. Excuse me. So let's start with the Detroit side of the ball. Matt, Matthew Stafford had to put up the ball 40 times this week, mainly due to game script as the Lions trailed the uh, Seahawks pretty much from the opening kickoff, and I 
kind of see the same thing happening again this week, which you know will allow him to accumulate fantasy points. You know, if you're we're looking at it from a fantasy standpoint, uh, Stafford might not be a bad start this week on all formats. I, I like him in seasonal if you have him. I really like him in daily because I, I you know I don't think that there's going to be much ownership. And like I said, I expect the game to shoot out. So when you're you know playing daily, you definitely want to try and target those games where you know there's high implied totals. And not only that, where you can see you know the game actually going above the total. That's where you could get you know leverage in, in large field GPPs. So I do like Stafford. Um, I also like Kerry and Johnson this week as well. He's looking more and more like the feature back. Uh, he also ran pass routes on 30, 32% of the snaps this week. Mm. So he is being featured. So I have no problem deploying him as a you know low-end RB2 flex play. Um, as far as the uh, the Lions pass catchers go, Golden Tate was traded this week, and his nine targets go out the door with him. So this bodes well for Marvin Jones, who came to life last week, and uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Kenny Galladay, who we all know that Detroit's really big on. So I think that they're all going to play well, um, especially like uh, like I said in daily, they're going to be one of my favorite stacks: the Stafford Galladay um, Jones stack. Mm-hmm. Now on the Viking side of the ball. Play every single Minnesota Viking that you can. I play, play, play them all. Play them all. I mean, look, the the, the Detroit Lions rank dead last in pretty much every uh, defensive statistical category. So listen, Kirk Cousins is. I, I think he's going to ball out this game. Plug and play in seasonal. I love him in daily. He's probably going to be my most highly owned quarterback in daily this week. If I'm putting in 150 lineups, Kirk Cousins will probably be in. 30% of them, mm. probably in about 50 lineups. Um, now, as far as the the runners go for the Vikings, Dalvin Cook did return to practice this week, but with the Vikings uh, having their bye week next week, my guess is that they're going to hold him out for another week and bring him back week 11. You're the uh, the Vikings fan. Do you think that's pretty accurate? I think that's about as accurate as you're going to get. Yeah. Okay, but I do like Murray in this matchup. I mean, Detroit, again, ranks dead last against the run, so uh, if I'm a Murray owner, I'm going to have him in and Again, I love him in daily as well. As far as the pass catchers go, Adam Thielen, plug and play. Stefan Diggs, plug and play. Kyle Rudolph, plug and play. I mean, pretty much get every single Viking in your lineup this week. I think they're going to score a ton of points. Um, I think that, you know, the Lions will, you know, get their fair share of points as well. Um, but ultimately, I, I think the Vikings are going to be just too much. I could see like a 31 20 game. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's. Uh... It's a good. It's a good. Uh, it's a good prediction. I think the Vikings uh, uh, put up a ton of yards. They yeah. cover. They cover the spread. The yeah. Game goes over. I I really likes. like that over. It's, yeah. it's at forty nine now. Right? Yeah. So I, I I could see that going over. Yeah. Likewise. All right. So moving on, you have the uh, Bucks Panthers. Bucks Panthers. This should be an interesting game. Talk should, to me. Should be a really interesting game. The uh, the Panthers are favored by six, maybe even seven now. Uh, totals fifty five. I think that's the highest of the yeah. week. That's, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's a big number, a huge number. Fitz gets the nod going into week nine. Carolina dropped thirty six points on Baltimore's top ranked defense last week, which uh, which had allowed fourteen point four points per game uh, uh, all, all year long. Uh, with four more red, excuse me, with four more red zone conversions in week eight, the Panthers have converted seven of eight trips to the red zone in the last two games. That those are some fantastic numbers. The, Pan- the Panthers now rank sixth in the NFL in the turnover margin at plus six. The Bucks lost rookie r- rookie running back Ronald Jones with several weeks due to uh, 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 due to a hamstring injury. Uh, Peyton Barber will split time with, uh, with third down back Jacquees Rogers. Uh, and Barber has rushed for 80 yards in, in, uh, in the last two, uh, excuse me, in two of the last three games. The Panthers allow 95.9 rush yards per game. Tampa Bay's Swiss cheese defense is, has allowed 30 or more points in five of its last seven games. I think... Uh, this game is actually going to be a lot closer than uh, than what Vegas is predicting as far as the seven point uh, the seven point spread, but um, you know, give me the uh, I'm taking the Bucks in this game uh, as a uh, I think the Panthers come back down to normal and uh, and, and regress after a uh, after a, a powerful 
a powerful performance last week. So you going with the Bucks? I'm going with the Bucks. All right, I'm going to zig where you zag. Uh, give me the Panthers. I think, and that's. I think I feel like most people are going to go with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that there are going to be a number of points. Uh, I if I own uh, Fitzpatrick, I'm starting him. If I own Cam Newton. I'm likely starting him if I'm if I own, you just don't like Cam I, Newton because <laughs> this is a this is a smash spot for Cam and you're like oh I guess I'm starting him I, I, I <laughs> but you kind of have to right yeah, if, yeah. If in, in the matchup yeah yeah absolutely and then uh, Mike Evans showed up a little bit last week um, you're starting him obviously uh, Devin Funches you may want to you might want to give him a nod yeah I think there are going to be points in this game obviously Vegas feels the same exact way yeah. hence the, the the big total I just like Tampa Bay in this spot. Yeah. I really like uh, CMC in this game. Christian McCaffrey. Get him into your lineups for sure. Uh, All right. So uh, moving on. The uh, New York Jets traveling to South Beach. Uh, Miami is a two and a half home home favorite and an underwhelming 43 and a half point game total. Not a lot of offense expected in this one. Now, uh, on the Jets side of the ball, I really feel bad for my brother and my cousin (laughs) being that they're Jet fans. Um, But you know what? It's not because, you know, they they haven't shown promise. I mean, look, I mean, I think Sam Darnold will eventually be a good quarterback. Uh, I think so. It's just that, you know. All his weapons are getting hurt. Right. I mean, like the, the Jets have been like ravaged by injury this year. Right. So I mean, look, I mean, it's hard enough to be a rookie quarterback in the NFL. It's almost impossible if all your weapons are hurt. Yeah. You know, but ultimately, I do think that he will be a good quarterback. Uh, with that said, he hasn't put up a top twelve fantasy performance once this year, mm. and I'm not expecting that to change. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, thank you for Sam Darnold. Uh, I don't even think I could play him in daily. Um, but, again, I mean, I think eventually he will be a good quarterback, but it's a tough time for the Jets for, for this year at least. Um, now, as far as the Jets' backfield go, no thank you. I mean, it's a little bit of a mess. Um, and we all know that Powell went down with that uh, unfortunate injury. Uh, Crowell, um, Isaiah Crowell has been, um, you know, less than stellar, sixty yards in, less than 60 yards in three straight games. And he was actually out by rookie Trenton, uh, Trenton Cannon last week. Um, and then to further muddle things, uh, Elijah McGuire comes back this week. So the Jets' backfield is a complete stay away from this week in all formats. As far as the pass catchers go, uh, Anuan and Anderson look like they're both going to be out another week. So, I mean, there's really not much that you could get excited about. If you must play a Jet, um, you know, if you're my cousin Joe or if you're my brother Joe and you have to play a Jet, I guess uh, get your main curse into your lineup. Mm-hmm. I mean, just on volume alone, he was targeted 10 10 times last week, and I, literally he's the last man standing. They have no one else to throw the ball to. So um, I wouldn't mind having a little bit of curse in daily specifically uh, because Miami has been prone to to the big play. So, I mean, look, he's really not that expensive on either site, on DraftKings or FanDuel. So I wouldn't mind having a little bit of exposure to curse. Nothing crazy, but, um, you know, if I'm putting in 150 lineups, maybe I'll have him in like 10% exposure to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Dolphins side of the ball, uh, Brock Osweiler gets his four straight start, and he's trending in the wrong direction. I mean, that first game against the Bears, he did play well. Um, but, you know, the Jets' defense is a little banged up, so maybe, um, you know, he'll he'll have some time to throw the ball. They rank 26th, uh, the Jets' defense, that is, in the league in sacks. So they, they don't get a ton of pressure. So, um, I mean, I don't mind him in dailies. You know, he's priced um, as one of the lowest-priced QBs on the site, so... Might not mind getting a little bit of exposure to him. The uh, play that I really like in this game is Kenyon Drake. Mm. Now, the Jets' defense blitzes a ton. So how do you combat the the blitz? You run screen passes. Uh, Case in point, we saw it last week. Um, You know, the Jets blitz. uh, um, Trubisky dumped it off to Tariq Cohen, and he ran it in for 70 yards untouched. So I see uh, Kenyon Drake poised to have a big game here as well. So I really like him. He's one of my favorite players this week. Um, As far as the Miami pass catchers go, um, Devontae Parker did come back to life last week, as you noted, Jeff, on the review show. Um, But I kind of think that's a little bit was a little bit of an anomaly, and I really the the pass catch that I do like here is Danny Amendola because he's just getting the volume, and the Jets have struggled to defend slot receivers this week. So um, I'm not expecting a barn burner here. I think it's going to be a, a snoozy on South Beach, um, but give me the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins as well. All right, kind so, of a boring game. Kind of a boring game, but uh, moving on. What do you got? Chargers, Seahawks. Seattle's favored by one. We have a total of 47 and a half. I love the did we over. Did we make our picks last game? The Dolphins, right? I took the Dolphins. Uh, Who are you going with? Oh, I'm taking the Dolphins. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Um, 
No, uh, it's all good. The total is 47.5. I love the over in this game. Um, you know, this, uh, this matchup comes with both teams seeing their offenses run on, on all cylinders. The Chargers have been scoring points all year, sitting 6th in yards per game, 7th in points per game, and topping 20 points in every game they've played. Quarter, quarterback uh, Phillip Rivers uh, is third in the NFL with 17 touchdowns while only throwing three interceptions. Melvin Gordon is averaging 5.1, 5.1 yards per carry and has six rushing touchdowns while Keenan Allen leads the receiving core that has five players on pace for more than 500 receiving yards, including two running backs. Seattle uh, uh, didn't necessarily get off to a hot start, but the Seahawks have turned it around in October, and, uh, and, and, and they're looking to do it for the rest of the season, obviously. They've topped set 370 yards in three straight games, including a season-high 413 last week against Detroit. After mustering just 138 yards in the first two games, both losses, the Seahawks have rushed for at least 113 yards in every game since, topping 170 yards in three of the last four contests. Chris Carson has led the charge with 457 yards in just six games, and the, Se- the Seahawks sit fifth in the NFL with 134.7 rushing yards per game and, th- and, uh, uh, and their third in rushing attempts. Mm-hmm. Both teams have consistently topped the 20 the 20 point mark all season and the offenses are getting even better. I anticipate this game to be a complete shootout. If you own any of the chargers, whether that be Phillip rivers, Melvin Gordon, uh, Eckler, uh, Keenan Allen, uh, Williams, I'm starting them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing here now in Seattle, Russell Wilson. I'm starting him, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, um, uh, 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 Doug Baldwin. What's your view on Doug Baldwin? Is he is he is he healthy? Is he? Uh, I think I think he's banged up. I really was big on him coming into the year, yeah. but I think he's a little bit banged up. Um, I mean, uh, there were a few uh, Vegas props where uh, he was projected to lead the league in targets, and then literally like the, a week or two before the season started, it was reported that um, you know he had a banged up knee. Hmm, hmm. Okay. Um, but I mean, he's a gamer. He will play hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I think um, I think we're going to expect a lot of points. I'm taking the Chargers in this game. Give me the over. Uh, I think the Seahawks are um, they're good. I just think they're a little overrated. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm going with the uh, the Chargers as well. Uh, all right. So the next game on the docket is Houston at Denver. Uh, the Bron- Broncos are a one point home favorite and a 46 point implied game total. So after a good start, the Broncos have lost four of the last five games. So their their season is just about done. Mm. Um, I mean, Case Keenum. I mean, there's really nothing to get too excited about. Um, you know, no thank you in seasonal this week. I mean, they they traded away their number one receiver. Yeah, well, uh, Manny Manny Sanders had he he was showing the report with okay. Keenum, uh, but you know you're right. Over the last couple of years, DT has been the number one receiver. Is that just basically saying that we're giving up on this season? Yeah, I mean, you know, they're not they're not or trending did, in the right direction for sure. Right. But um, but I think the other um, and I'll get to that in a minute is that they're really big on Cortland Sutton, their their uh, top wide receiver pick from this past year. Okay. So I think that's part of the reason. Like they really like that kid a lot. So that's why it made them. Easy easy to, you know, deal Demarius Thomas, who, you know, he's paid as one of the top receivers in the league. He's getting like 14 mil a year, wow. you know, so, you know, you expect production if you're getting paid as one of the top five receivers, you know, in the game. Absolutely. You know, but um, getting back to uh, to Case Keenum, nothing for me to really get um, too excited about. Um, I mean, no thank you in seasonal. In daily, um, I really don't have that much interest. He's 6800 on FanDuel, so at that price, I'd rather spend the extra 300 bucks and go up to Fitzpatrick, uh, even though I think Fitz will be a lot more popular. Um, remember, in tournaments, you kind of want to get away from the field and play the um, the under-owned players. Um, now, as far as Philip Lindsay go, I really like him in this matchup. The, Texan, the Texans linebackers are really banged up, and look, it's it's uh, it's Lindsay's backfield. Royce Freeman looks like he's going to be out with a with a high ankle sprain again, so this is a high usage spot for Lindsay as well. Now, as far as the Broncos pass catchers go, again, we did mention that uh, Demarius Thomas is out. This, um, he's out of town. Um, so Emmanuel Sanders is going to be um, targeted even more. Thomas was getting about seven targets 
targets a game. So you could expect Sanders to eat up at least two or three of those targets. Now, the interesting play here is the aforementioned Cortland Sutton. The, the Bronco rookie receiver has showed some flashes, and now he's going to get the opportunity to prove what he could do. So I really, really like him. I picked him up in two out of my three seasonal leagues, and um, I'm not sure I'm going to play him yet. Maybe uh, as a very low, low-end flex play, I'll give him a look, but I like him in daily. Um, I'm going to have you know a good amount of exposure to him in daily. On the Texan side of the ball, uh, Deshaun Watson broke out of his two-game slump last week, hitting the Dolphins with a five-piece, five mm. touchdowns last week. Mm. Um, now he gets 10 days rest. So, um, you know, if anyone needed those 10 days, it was Watson. As, you know, we, we spoke about it on the last pod. He was just a walking injury report. Um, he does get a tough matchup. I mean, the Broncos' D can get after the quarterback. Uh, they rank top five in not only quarterback sacks, but quarterback pressures as well. But, I mean, look, in seasonal, he's one of the, you know, the top 10 talents at the QB position. You're playing him. Uh, but I'm going to limit my exposure to him in daily. Um, now, I do like Lamar Miller in this game. The Broncos' run D has been torn for 775 yards and four touchdowns over the last five weeks. So um, Miller was impressive last week, as you predicted, um, and I think he's going to have a really good game this week as well. So I like Miller in all formats. Seasonal, daily, get him into your lineups. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, look, I mean, the guy's matchup proof at this point of his career, and now uh, with Will Fuller out of the lineups, he gets an additional 2.3 targets per game, and I think that he's going to make the best of him. Now, Hopkins does run 80% of his routes uh, out of that one receiver slot. Um, I'm sorry, not out of the slot, but as the top receiver in the um, in, in the formation. And the Broncos have struggled to guard that number one receiver. So I think Hopkins is going to ball out this week. I, he's my top wide receiver play on the slate this week, and I love him in all formats. He's the third highest priced wide receiver behind uh, your boy Adam Thielen and Antonio uh, Brown. But um, I think Nuke is is you know he's poised to have a huge, huge, huge game this week. Um, I think this is going to be a good game, but I like the road team. Give me the Texans. Yeah? Yeah, I'm going with the Texans. Do you think that Deshaun Watson's going to have any problem performing with that lung, not lung, that rib issue in the uh, uh, the high elevation? Um, that That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be something to keep an eye on. Um, maybe. I mean, I don't, you know, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing in the world. Um, but I mean, I think that they're, I think the Broncos, I don't want to, I don't want to say that they mailed it in because, you know, like they're professionals. I want to give them a little bit more credit, but they're, they're going nowhere fast this year. So the Texans do have something to play for. They're five and three. They're right in the mix of things. So I, I think that they're going to come to play and Deshaun Watson is going to be, be slinging it for sure. I'm going the opposite direction. I'm going to say Denver. Going Denver. I like it. Jeff being the contrarian. I like it. That's it, man. All right. So moving on. Moving on. Falcons, Skins. The Skins is favored by a point and a half with a total of 48. There are very few things that can sink a team's season other than injuries. And the injury report for the Atlanta Falcons is just getting longer and longer and longer. Week 8 may have been a bye week for Atlanta, but the the team still couldn't avoid further bad news as its starting right guard, Brandon Fusco, was placed on a uh, season-ending injury reserve. Hmm. Uh, He is the sixth key Falcon to go on IR and the second offensive line, uh, offensive lineman uh, uh, joining left guard Andy uh, Levitre. Uh, having two backups on the offensive line, if, uh, of course, is bad news for Atlanta, mm-hmm. which is struggling with its pass protection, uh, uh, which has struggled with its pass protection in the last two, the last two road games of the year. Uh, uh, Matt Ryan was also sacked ten times and took twenty-seven hits in those two contests. Uh, Jesus, ouch! Yeah, no kidding. Uh, uh, against the Washington front. Uh, uh, seven that has 14 sacks and 22 quarterback hits and has allowed just 80.1 yards per game. The holes on the offensive line could mean a long day for the Falcons offense. Um, the Atlanta Falcons are 5-0 and uh, against the Redskins in their last five games, but you know the NFL one year doesn't you know, the, 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 the last five games that these two teams have played means absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta has shown uh, uh, to struggle playing outside the I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but I don't expect anything too crazy. Uh, the Skins defense has played very well uh, most of the season, and it looks as if they're, getting, they're only getting better. 
Look for a slow game. I think Washington's offense will slow the game the the the, the game down quite a bit. Uh, uh, their defense will uh, will also uh, uh, keep the Atlanta offense off the field quite a bit for, for for a large part of the game. I think the game stays under, and I think Washington squeezes out a W. I think Adrian Peterson, though, I think he is the goat. Uh, I think he regresses and doesn't have quite of a game that he'd had last week. Last week's numbers were a little skewed only because he had a 60 or 70 Yeah, 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 the long run. Mm-hmm. And those runs are nice for yardage, but they're they're just so few and far between. It's right. not something that I expect to happen this week, regardless of how poor the Atlanta Falcons defense is playing. Um, Jordan Reed could have a decent game. I do think AP uh, uh, and Chris Thompson will get uh, will get you know their uh, their fair share of looks. Uh, Alex Smith, no thank you. Uh, Matt Ryan, you want to play uh, check down Alex? Yeah, check. He is terrible. <laughs> he really is. He's yeah. He's, he's not a fan. He's he's a he's a boring guy to watch yeah. play basketball. I think um, his football. his numbers were inflated last uh, last year due to the system and just the weapons that he had around him. I completely agree. Yeah, I completely. But agree. I'm but I'm sorry, guys. No, as far as uh, as far as Atlanta is concerned, Matt Ryan, if you have him and you do not you're not really sure if you can uh, uh, plug in someone else that uh, that might outshine him. I think they'll put up some numbers. I just don't. I don't think they're. I don't think he's going to have a 300 yard game with three touchdowns. I think uh, I think it's going to be a little bit of a an ugly game. Uh, Tevin Coleman, start him. Uh, Julio Jones, if you have him, you're starting him. Calvin Ridley, if you have him, you're starting him. Um, but uh, uh, overall, give me the skins and the under in this game. Okay, I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go Atlanta, partly because I do need Atlanta to win. It mm-hmm. bodes well for my Dallas Cowboys. But here's the question for this game, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been wrong about this all year, but does Julio Jones finally get into the end zone? No. He does not get into the end <laughs> So it continues. Uh, all right, so moving on. Um, the Los Angeles Rams, uh, undefeated Los Angeles Rams, traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, the, Ram- the Rams are a one-and-a-half traveling uh, road favorite, and there is a 58-and-a-half point total in this game. Uh, so Vegas is expecting a lot of uh, scoring in this game, and rightfully so. You're getting the number two and the number three offense in the league going against each other. Now, um, I, look, I mean, on the Ram side of the ball, I mean, this is going to sound really, really repetitive on both sides, but you're going to want to start every single Ram that you could. That you could Don't overthink this, guys. No. Uh, Jared Goff, I like him in all formats, seasonal, daily. Uh, Todd Gurley, I mean, the guy's just been an absolute stud this year. You're starting him. Um, as far as the pass catchers go, uh, Brandon Cooks, Give him a look. Uh, Cooper Cup did return to practice this week. It's he's still not confirmed as if he's going to play. So keep an eye on that. But um, you know, even with Cooks, I, if he's in and out, I still like Josh Reynolds. Um, so pretty much all the Rams get them into your lineup on the Saints side of the ball. Now the Rams defense did look a little vulnerable against the Packers. Um, they, but again, keep in mind they're a little banged up, and they did trade for Dante Fowler from the Jaguars, um, who you know, I mean, look, he's he's a good player, but it's going to take him a while to get acquainted. Mm-hmm. So, um, I like the Saints as well. I mean, Breeze, I mean, if you're a Breeze owner, you're playing him. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, that two-headed you know, um, backfield, you're playing both of them. And Michael Thomas, I mean, he he has slowed down a little bit after his, you know, um, record-setting start, but you're going to get him into your lineup as well. Um, I think there's going to be a ton of score in this game. I mean, if, if you do play daily fantasy, you know that, you know, the Saints at home and anyone that's playing the Saints at at in in the dome you're going to want to exposure to um i think the rams get their first loss of the season i'm taking the saints i'm with you man you're riding I'm with you you're I'm ri- with all you. right i wanted to go the other direction but i think the saints get it done i think uh yeah tons of points crazy shootout yeah game. yeah absolutely oh do you um 58 and a half uh, if you were a betting man you're going over or under on that over over 58 yeah. and a half i think we're looking a lot at of like points. a points 31 36 game yeah, yeah. 31 37 something along yeah. those lines. It's going to be a fun game to watch for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so moving on. Moving on to the Green Bay Packers at the New England Patriots. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. This is probably the Is there another game that a, a true football fan looks forward to more? Than this, the I mean, Cowboys game. Tom, come on, Charlie. <laughs> Tom Brady, nah, nah. Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, two of arguably the top five to top ten 
quarterbacks of all time. Not arguably. They yeah. definitely are two of the uh, best, okay, for perfect. sure. Yeah. And they're going head-to-head. Yeah. On Sunday night, Sunday night football, they're in Foxborough. Uh, New England is favored by five. Yeah. Over-under is 56. I think, uh, I think we're in for a a really special performance from both quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I think there are going to be a lot of points in this game, which means that, of course, naturally, we're going to be starting any player that we have that's wearing green or blue and white. Yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers, you start him. Uh, Aaron Jones last week had uh, uh, 12 touches for 86 yards and a touchdown. Uh, if, if you have him, I'm starting him. Uh, Devontae Adams, he's going to get a silly amount of targets. Uh, uh, Jimmy Graham, uh, Allison, you're starting all of these guys. They're going to get their looks. I think Green Bay will try to slow the game down. Well, excuse me, both teams will try to slow the game down with the run game. But uh, but with these quarterbacks slinging the rock, I think there are going to be a lot of points on both sides of the uh, both sides of the field. Tom Brady's going to get his. Uh, uh, what's his name? Sony Michelle, um, Rob Gronkowski. I think he gets in the uh, the end zone uh, twice this week, and uh, and Julian Edelman goes off. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna, it's going to be a fun game to watch. So I've never. I have to convince my lady to allow me to watch this. Oh yeah, I, I mean Sunday night I football. I want to say allow me to watch anything. Okay, that's <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. But if I'm watching football all day long, and then you want to watch Sunday night, <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit obnoxious. I get that, but this is a special game that yeah. I certainly do not want to miss. Ted, go go out and watch it with her. I'm sorry. Go go out go out go, somewhere and watch uh, it with her. Yeah, that's not happening. That's not gonna happen. No, no. no. All right. That, that's, maybe maybe we'll come to your place. Maybe, all right. Maybe maybe there's a Sunday night dinner invite. That I can, yeah. Uh, let I me can um, throw in there. Let me speak to to the girl. Maybe we can make that happen for right. sure. I like it. Cool. But yeah. I mean, anytime there's like a game, like I want to, like I really want to watch it, and it's not the Cowboys, because yeah. um, she's usually very lenient when it comes to the Cowboys game. She's sure. like, babe, it's you know, you're three hours a week, you know, dedicated to the Cowboys. Same I get thi- it. Same thing with the Vikings. Game. Right. Exactly. But let's say if there's another game, how I do it is, I'll I'll be like, babe, let's go get some wings. Yeah. And that's how I do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Little like trick it. for you guys yeah. out there. <laughs> if if. Uh, uh, Let the you, lady feel a part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I, yeah. I I love watching the games while she's around. Mm-hmm. She's just not as invested in the games as as uh, right, right, as, right. As, as Annabelle, might right? Be, you know, and that's and that's perfectly fine. Regardless, yeah. I think uh, I think it's going to be an absolute pleasure to watch that game. Yeah, these two teams playing each other. I think Aaron Rodgers. Uh, uh, very well could have pulled out a W last week, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised if he pulled out a W this week. However, I'm still going with Tom Brady. You know what? I'm I'm going with TB12 as well. Yeah. Did you see the uh, before we move on real quick? Did you see the promo for this game? Yeah, with Michael Jordan. Yeah, that was cool. Very cool. Very very yeah, they, cool. They got you thinking that it was uh, MJ the comparison and between LeBron. him and LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then LeBron tweeted. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did. He's like, oh, I'm I'm ready when you are. Oh yeah. no, wait, yeah. back to the regular schedule yeah. program. It's very cool. Yeah, very cool. so that was a cool promo. Good, good job there. Um, who marketing? Whoever thought about no that? Kidding. Nike's um, doing their thing. Was that? Uh, an, that's not Nike. What am I talking about? No, it was uh, NBC. I think. NBC. Right. Um, all right. So moving on to the last game of the week, uh, Monday Night Football: The Tennessee Titans traveling to my Dallas Cowboys in Jerry World. Uh, the Cowboys are a five and a half point uh, home favorite. Lines come down a little bit. It opened up at six and a half, uh, and a 40-point game total. So Vegas is not expecting a lot of points in this game. But, I mean, look, it is the unveiling of that new-look Cowboy offense with Amari Cooper in it. Now, um, let's start with the Titans. Um, I mean, really not a lot that I'm getting excited about. Um, Mar- Marcus Mariota, he just has not looked right. I mean, he's showed flashes this year, but something's off with him. I, I think he's hurt, um, and they're just not saying anything. Um, I mean, as far as the running backs go, I mean, you know, Deion Lewis, do you, do you start him? Um, I, I guess if you own him in seasonal, you're going to play him. Uh, and as far as the pass catchers go, I mean, no thank you. I mean, that Cowboy defense is play, playing well. So not much much interest on the Titans side of the ball. On the Cowboy side of the ball, um, I mean, the, the play here is Zeke Elliott. Um, I mean, if you're an Amari Cooper owner, I mean, you do play him. You kind of want to see how he looks up, uh, how he looks in that offense. Um, but I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach. Now, as a Dallas Cowboy fan... 
I can't wait to Monday night. Um, I, I think you know. I, I think that they're going to try and prove a point. I wouldn't be surprised if the first play of the game they go play action and take a shot down the field with Cooper. Yeah, yeah. I mean that place is going to be rocking, and right. you know that uh, you know Jerry lives for these type of moments. Yeah. So we'll see, but um, I'm going with my Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. I'm going with my Cowboys. What do you think? I'm going to have to go with the Cowboys, too. Yeah. I wouldn't mind the over in this game. I think 40 points is a little low. I think it does go over. I think it goes over. Give me the Cowboys and uh, and the over. However, I think that Tennessee covers. Covers the, the five and a half. Yeah. Yeah, so less than a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So that wraps up the uh, preview segment of the show. Uh, so we're going to do bold predictions, Jeff. Give me one pro- bold prediction this week that you're going with. I... I'm going to go ahead and say that Rob Gronkowski has 160 yards and two touchdowns. All right. That is bold. Yeah. All right. He hasn't, you know, he's, he's found the end zone once this year. Yeah. And you sure you don't want to go Julio Jones gets into the end zone? Nah, no? <laughs> that would be bold. That. that is very bold. Uh, all right. So my bold prediction for week nine is that Jeff's uh, quarterback, Kirk Cousins, throws not one, not two, not three, but four touchdowns against the Lions. I love it. Book it, book it, book it. Uh, all right, so that wraps up uh, week nine. So before we wrap up with the show, um, remember last week I hit you with the uh, with the top five. We're going to do another one if you're up mm, for it. Let's do it. All right, so we kind of spoke about this at the beginning of the show um, as far as like shows go yeah. that you watch. Yeah. So, Jeff, give me your top five shows of all time. Of all time? Yeah. Uh, Again, no particular order, no pressure. All right, so The Sopranos, without number one, without a doubt. I'm gonna have to say The Sopranos. I'm I'm with you, my brother. Go ahead. Yeah, I just watched, rewatched the entire uh, 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 series Mm -hmm. with Gabriella the other uh, I don't know a couple of months ago. Yeah, and it's so much better when you see it again for a second time. Yeah, and you're a little bit older. Mm -hmm. The writing, the acting, it's just incredible perfection. Yeah, Uh, Uh, were you okay with the ending? You know, I wasn't when it first happened. I mm-hmm. think, like everyone, when it first happened, we all thought our cable went out. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was fr- we all started to freak out. We didn't know what the hell was going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. But uh, now, as as I'm a little older and I rewatched it, yeah, I am. You're okay with it. Because I don't think you could have... You, you, what else can Where you do? Where do you go? Right. You what draw you, your own conclusion. Right. Does he, does he get killed? It, does and, he leave the life? You there's know? no like, definitive answer. Yeah. And because... I like that. Yeah, I I didn't like it when it ri- when it originally happened, but now yeah is where I I think that was the best move they could have made. Exactly, and you know what? Just you know, before I let you continue, but you know, Tony Soprano is such an iconic character, yeah, and people were so invested in him as a character that it, it's only right you draw your own conclusion, right? You know, so yeah, absolutely, I agree. So you got Sopranos. All right, what Sopranos. else you got? I'm gonna go ahead and say. Um, Definitely Entourage. Entourage, okay. Entourage is one of those shows that it's not the acting's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, the writing is great if you're considering Ari. Yeah. It's one of those shows. He that stole that. He stole the show. Absolutely. Then, yeah. Surprised he didn't get a spinoff. Right. Yeah. He. He, I used to watch that show on Sundays and be motivated to go to work downtown, suit on, yeah, yeah. trying to make a deal, put a, put deals together after watching Ari yeah, on yeah, Sunday yeah. nights. Yeah. I, Maybe I, not I, curse as much as him, but, but yeah. And, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, in today's day and age, we wouldn't be able to get away with half the stuff that he was <laughs> he he would say. But uh, but for the most part, I think that show was show was and still is uh uh inspiring in some weird absolutely way. yeah um uh i'll have to go ahead and say breaking bad is definitely oh, another one awesome yeah breaking bad i fir- i watched the first episode of breaking bad while i was in a villa uh in in costa rica Right? Look at you, all my, fancy. <laughs> my my ex was asleep. Mm-hmm. I wanted to watch something. I had the iPad up. Yeah, I was. Uh, uh, what is this? Breaking Bad. Let me give this a shot. Right, right. The very opening scene during Breaking Bad hooked me. It yeah. got me. Just, I, I, yeah, I, I, same I, way. From that moment on, I, I was. Yeah, uh, I was a fan. I I found out about Breaking Bad four seasons in. And I started watching it during Sandy. Yeah. So when I was, you know, at home, you know, during Sandy, I literally watched like four seasons in like 
three days. <laughs> like I, I felt like I was on crystal meth just watching right, the show, right. you know. But yeah, that that was an awesome show as well. Um, and then some other shows, man. I can't even think of. Uh, I can't even think of. Give it. me a comedy. Uh, comedy, comedy, comedy. Martin. Martin, oh, I loved Martin, the Wayne's brothers. Yeah, um, Martin for me, man. I uh, still watch Jamie it in Fox show. show. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. And you know what? Actually, I'm gonna go ahead go ahead and say Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Fresh no, Prince, no question about it. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, still, yeah. when it's on absolutely. today, I'm watching it. Yeah, and now, funny you mentioned that. It was it was on a couple of weeks ago. And remember the the iconic scene from that show when um, when Will Smith. Um, you know, he he finds out that his that his dad yeah, left him, yeah. and he's like, you know, it was the once the first time you really saw Will Smith get emotional yeah. uh, as an actor, yeah. and that was just such an awesome scene. Like you said, like now that you're older, it kind of you know it, it affects you differently. Absolutely, but that was awesome, awesome show. Like everybody grew up on that. That scene would actually that scene will bring me to tears when yeah. I watch it. Still to this Only day. Only because it resonates with me and my situation. Yeah, and yeah. And it's, it's one of those scenes that it doesn't matter who you are. When you watch it, that's a, it, it's a bit yeah, of a tearjerker. It, it strings at your emotional, it pulls at your emotional Absolutely. cords. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and... Um, I'm going through a real uh, brain fart right now. I can't even think of some other yeah. shows. Well, you gave me you gave me five. Did Did I give you five? Yeah, you you gave me uh, Sopranos. You gave me uh, Breaking Bad. Right. You gave me Entourage. Right. You know that Martin. Yeah. So yeah. Honorable mention for me would be The Wire. I've I've only seen the first season and a half. I've got have I never got past the second season. Yeah, the, the wire is, is good, man. The wire is sick. The first season is dope, but the second season was super slow. Yeah, in my it, opinion, it it gets like that, but it, but it picks up. And everyone has said that. I just haven't yeah. been able to repick that up. Yeah, you know, there's this certainly wouldn't be. Uh, uh, one of my favorites, but it's a show that I've uh, that I watched recently, uh, and I thought it was really well done. The acting was great, the the writing was great. But there, there's a show on Net Netflix, Hulu, one of these one of these uh, 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 services called uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay, okay. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, no, no, no. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, man. it's it. Ju- I think it won a, several awards at the uh, the Emmys or the Golden mm-hmm. Globes, whatever it is for television. Yeah. Last year, um, there's another one called Sneaky Pete. Okay. With uh, with uh, Giovanni Ribisi, uh, and he's a con man. Okay, I gotta, I gotta, Again, I gotta these, give that a look. These shows are not some of the greatest, but right, right. they're really good shows. They're new, and they're shows, engaging. Different. Like once you start them, absolutely. Yeah, for me, um, I like Power as well. Power's up there for me. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of slowed down a bit. Uh-huh. Um, the last couple of the last season was kind of trash, uh-huh. but like like the first you know three or four seasons were incredible. I, I can't get over. I think I can't get over Fifty Cent's acting, um, and uh, well, he's he's not the highlight of the show, Jeff. Sure. But, and, but <laughs> true, and the uh, the white guy, what's his name? Tommy. Tommy, yeah, I yeah. I just I just call him Tommy. Yeah. I don't even know his real name. Tommy, I think is uh, I can't get over him either. He's, yeah. Uh, but I, I've I've seen like ten ten minutes of yeah, an episode, yeah, yeah. so I haven't ever really given it an opportunity. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like certain actors, they're they're just that character. Right. Like he's Tommy. Right. Yeah. Like I remember just a quick story. Um, uh, I remember one night I was out with our our mutual friend Philly Asha. Yeah. We were at a PhD, and um, Johnny Drama was there. <laughs> right. And you know, you know, naturally going out with Phil, I had one too many, and I walked up to this guy, and I'm like, Drama, let me buy you a drink. So I said it to him like two or three times, and like the third time I said it, I was like, dude, if you call me drama one more time, we're going to have a problem. (laughs) So I waited about 10 minutes. I walked right back up to him. I'm like, drama, are you sure? (laughs) And then, um, you know, Phil had to like pull me away. He's (laughs) one of those guys who will never be able to do anything other than Johnny Drama. Right, right, right. Yeah, even um, Vince. like Totally. You know, he's always going to be Vince. Like, I can't picture him. Vince is also a bad actor. Yeah, he was in like The Devil Wears Prada, but like I just felt like I was watching Vince. You know what I mean? I couldn't even get into his character. Trash, trash. Absolutely. Yeah. What are your uh, five, what are your top five? My top five shows. So uh, again, I'm going to bite you a little bit, but uh, Sopranos for sure, Breaking Bad number two, um, The Wire number three, Power number four, and just to kind of throw a comedy in there, I would probably say Martin. Martin. Yeah. I, I to me, I grew up on Martin. I still watch it every time it's on. Yeah. And and to me, Martin Lawrence uh, is underrated as a comedian. A hundred percent. And did you know? I'm sure you did, along with the majority of the world. 
Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Bad Boys 3. Bad Boys 3. Oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Wa- yeah. A fun movie to watch. Ab- absolutely. Yeah, the first one was fun. The first one's one a was classic, yeah, you know. Absolutely. But part 2 was was good. It was fun. It was it wasn't it wasn't an incredible yeah. movie, but I thought it was, you know, it's yeah. a fun movie to watch. I think I think part 2 is the reason why they're making part 3 cuz you 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 couldn't leave it at that. Right. If they would have left it with one, right. I would have been okay because it's such a classic. Right. You know, and then maybe years down the line kind of like remake it yeah uh but i'm excited for three man it's seeing them two on on the camera they got great chemistry together yeah, i wonder what the storyline is going to be if, yeah you know they're they're older and retiring and they've got uh, uh kids now that are police officers who knows who, yeah, who knows yeah. What, the story's gonna what was be? your uh before we wrap up the show you got me speaking uh bad boys what was your favorite part about part one uh so part one came out in like 94 and 95 yeah, yeah. and you know growing up in the inner city of a northern state, mm-hmm. n- nothing about where I grew up looked tropical, right? And looked exotic or yeah, sexy. Yeah. And Miami is tropical, oh, sexy, yeah, yeah. The exotic. definition of, just, right? It, it has that feel, look, and appeal. So I was always drawn to that movie because of the, the cinematography and mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. it was filmed and where it was filmed. Um, and, uh, and at that point in my life, I thought I was going to be an undercover police officer. I wanted to be an undercover okay. police officer. Uh, I was a big fan of New York undercover, uh, as a, as a show, which might even be one of my favorites of all time. And I can't believe I didn't, uh, just mention that. Uh, and, but then, um, I would see, you know, Will Smith and who wasn't a fan of Will Smith at our age yeah. at that time. Right, right. You know, and that was, you know, as Will Smith turned into a superstar. Right. Right at that point. And uh, I wanted to be like Will Smith, like this bachelor undercover police officer yeah. riding around. Mike Lowry. In my, Mike Lowry. <laughs> riding around in my Porsche uh, in Miami. I thought yeah, yeah. that was... Uh, I with that with was no cup holders. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was probably one of my favorite scenes where uh, where they're going back and forth about eating in the car and he drops a fry. Yeah. And then he, he parks the car and then it's at the very beginning of the uh, Yeah, yeah. The, it's like the opening movie, scene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he... He pulls the car over quickly, and then uh, it looks like they're getting hijacked. And then, of course, they, uh, you know, uh, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they get into a back and forth, back and forth, and then suddenly they draw the gun on the guy that's trying to jack them. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. In their car, but uh, that or the last scene, you know, the chase scene. Is right, 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 intense. right, right. Oh yeah, yeah. That's probably one of the greatest car chases of all time. Yeah, it was yeah dope. that, that was cool. Yeah, just an all-around great movie. Absolutely. Uh, all right, Jeff. We uh, we got through it. Great show. Uh, thanks again. Are you going to come on before uh, before the playoffs start? Yeah, man. Next time, yeah. um, you know, whenever uh, you know the the you send the invite, I'm here. Absolutely. I think Flex will be back next week. But uh, Jeff, we're definitely going to have you on again. It's been a pleasure to have you, my brother. Thank, thank you for having me. All right. So uh, that wraps up the uh, Week Nine preview show. Uh, Jeff, uh, anything you want to add? Fantasy Bureau. It's been real. I'll see you in a few weeks. Absolutely, uh, Bureau. Uh, enjoy week nine it's been great and uh, we'll see you on the flip side peace we went like five minutes over we went like five minutes over